Hey guys, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a podcast about mental health and astrology. Have you guys ever had a bad day or felt so anxious to the point where you are struggling to find yourself in this vast society we call life? Not to worry, guys. I have felt this way too. The podcast interviews guests from college students to parents and even experts that talk about their journey to where they are in the present moment. So sit back and relax and remember that you are not alone. Without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to send you guys a very brief and very special message here. First, I just want to say thank you guys that have followed the show and have rated the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also on any other listening platform. I appreciate you guys and your support tremendously. As a way to give back to the listeners tuning into the podcast, I have announced last week that I am starting a giveaway. So the giveaway item is a daily planner where you can set goals and set priorities. And there's also a special other giveaway item that will not be announced. It's like a special little gift for everybody. There's three ways to enter to this contest. So the first way, you guys must follow the podcast on all social media platforms. And you can do that by clicking on the follow or subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you listen. The second way is after you follow to rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And the third way is to share the podcast to one to two friends, relatives or whoever about the podcast. If you guys do any of those three things, please just send screenshots to your spiritual best friend at gmail.com. And again, all the information will be in the show description. But winners will be announced in mid-June. So I hope you guys tune in. And please, guys, share the podcast to the people that are around. And who knows? I will announce the winner. And it's two very lovely items. But for now, this is Josh, your favorite spiritual best friend, signing off. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain it's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcast gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcast, 
It's a great way to get cash. And best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode talks about the story of Coach Lee. Coach Lee is a life and mental health coach that really gets his clients to focus on building strong and lasting friendships. Coach Lee shares his own journey from experiencing loneliness and struggling with opening up to others to building long, strong, lasting friendships with the people around him and his brand, Patterns of Possibility. You can check out all of Coach Lee's coaching tips and more by clicking the link in the show description. Again, it's Patterns of Possibility. Like always, guys, please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Your ratings and subscriptions will help boost the podcast overall. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Coach Lee. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and I'm here with a very special guest, Coach Lee. Coach Lee, what's going on, and how are you feeling today? Hey, Josh, what's going on with you, man? I'm feeling great. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, today has been, you know, just normal day for me, normal normal Wednesday. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. I just I just wanted to say before we really get into everything, Coach Lee, thank you for reaching out and, and wanting to come on this podcast. And we're going to hit a little bit of everything when it comes to like, it's all about you at the end of the day when it comes to your spiritual best friend. Um, and I just okay. want to say I appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you. You know, I'm very curious about what you what you have discovered or what you want to share with me. As I, I, I just am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, my first question, just to begin our, our whole podcast and stuff, uh, Coach Lee, uh, when it comes to like work and passions, like what are some things you, you love to do for work and what are some passions that you have? Work and passions. Well, I like to analyze things. So that's something I used to do for a long time. Um, I was an analyst, uh, worked in the corporate circuit for a while. So I would analyze numbers and I would like guess, get patterns from the numbers and I would turn them into graphs and charts, basically tell the story. But I no longer do that. I have a passion for analyzing people and patterns of behavior within people. So I become a coach where I help people make genuine connections. My company is actually called Patterns of Possibility because I look at different patterns and look for a new possibility. So I'm very passionate about that. Unfortunately, this is one of the things that I really enjoy as well. And um, that's another passion I have is board games. I really like to play board games. I think that they're very fun connecting. Except for Monopoly, I've never been able to, to finish a Monopoly game ever. It's just it's it's very disconnecting for me <laughs> you can tell by my voice it's like i avoid that game at all costs <laughs> anything like that but i like to collaborate with people and i think board games really brings it up 
And um, I guess one more is uh, escape rooms. I really like the the collaboration part of it. I really enjoy that in solving puzzles and working through puzzles with people. And so I I like those kind of things, passionate about those. Yeah, I, I, will, I will say, Coach Lee, uh, I'm in total agreement. Monopoly has always been those games that I've not been able to finish and escape rooms have always been fun. Like you said, it's like the puzzle piece and you're trying to figure out how am I going to get out of this room and you're looking for clues and stuff. So I completely, I completely understand where you're coming from when it comes to that. And Monopoly is, is very capitalism-esque. So I, I know for me, I've always been a like a free spirit. I'm not really capitalism. I've always bumped heads with capitalism. I'm yeah. living in the United States. You, you, you know, obviously. So like I know <laughs> Monopoly tends to connect with capitalism a lot. So that's probably why I know mm-hmm. for myself, I didn't like to finish the games. Um, but just continuing our conversation, I know you mentioned like you love like you shifted from analyzing statistics to analyzing people. Did you did you have like a moment that like led to the change or like a spiritual calling? Like, did you have like a realization like, hey, like this is more for me instead of um, putting stuff into graphs? Well, yeah, yeah, actually, um, I did discover that when I tried to make connections with people at work but I couldn't make these connections with people at work. And so I moved around quite a bit. I grew up in Ohio and I moved from Ohio to California, from California to Chicago, where I am now. And this is where I'm like, I'm during my moving, I was searching for a connection. I was searching for people. I was searching for something to, to, to the, a tribe, my tribe, my group. And I discovered that along the way, I picked up this love for analytics as well. I didn't start out doing that, but I picked it up. And when I moved to Chicago, I landed a job here where I realized that it's really important to do the work and not so much to talk to the people. But there's also an underlying people part of it. Like you work well with people you know, like, and trust. And even in a corporate environment, even if we're, we're co-workers and we're supposed to, to work together, I'd like to connect outside of work. I'd like to do some stuff like that. So I realized that, okay, I left that job and I had an opportunity at another job thinking that I'm going to make a better connection with people here. I've had more time in Chicago. I've had more time to know myself. I'm going to take my analytic skills and apply them to the job but also apply it to a new group of people, hoping that this new group of people would be different. And I realized that the culture didn't quite allow for that, didn't quite allow for us to talk about intimate, interesting things to us. It was like, hold on here, you're a work friend. And that's it. We can't do anything else. You can't go past that. Can't, can't, can't say anything else. Can't do anything real and authentic. And so I thought, well, geez, man, I spend... I eight, nine hours here and I commute here. I'm spending all this time and energy working at a place that I can't connect to. I can't connect to the people. I don't feel good about this. I want to go and connect to the people. I need time to go and connect to the people. I don't have the time to do it. So when the pandemic hit, I know a lot of people had their own awakenings. They had their own realizations about this. And I I realized that, wow, I have a lot of time here and I still can't connect to these people because we're now we're further away from each other. It's like something's got to change. So the shift was 
realizing that this analyzing people wasn't something that I needed to apply at the job that I had. I needed to go and do it somewhere else. I'm, I know that I'm good at talking to people. I know that I can be understood. I can understand people, but we just get to a point where they're opening up and opening up and then it's work, close it down. And I'm like, ah, ah, I don't want to do that. And I was doing that with myself. I was doing that too. I was like, open up, open up a little bit, close it down. And I'm like, no, no, I really want to, to connect with people on a real authentic level. So I had to leave. Yeah, Coach Lee, and I wanted to say, like, power to you for realizing that and realizing, like, hey, this is what I need from myself, you know, and and your job and being able to leave something, you know, where your job was not really giving you that fulfillment, you know, like you needed that Mm -hmm. social interaction to connect with people and just continuing our conversation. Like I know now that you have done like you're now patterns of possibility and you've now you're connecting with people. What are some like common questions that have like gotten to you now that you've like connected with people and, and you've had those conversations with them? What are some questions that a lot of people go to you and ask for advice on? Well, a lot of people ask me how to be their authentic self. They, that's what happens as a coach. They ask for that. And why wasn't I being authentic? And I had to, I know the answer now because I know why I wasn't being authentic. That's what I mean to say. I know why it didn't work for me. And the biggest thing for me is that my story is a pattern of behavior. I grew up in Ohio in a small town and I felt like there was something about me that I had to hide. And so I moved to college and there, I, I thought, well, new experience, new people, I still need to hide something. If they knew something about me, they would, they would not like me. And then I, I moved to California, leaving the whole state of Ohio behind. In the California, I'm like, mm, I, I can reinvent myself. I've got great people. They really like me, high fives. And I, I kind of had a, a little bit of popularity among karaoke singers and I thought, well, this is it. I feel, no, I don't feel it. I don't feel connected still. There's something I was hiding. And the thing that I was hiding was me being a trans person. So my desire to be trans. So just imagine most of my life up into my early thirties, I lived as female. And then when I had the opportunity to move to Chicago, I met the right people I had the right support. I got the right language to support to transition from female to male. And so I did. And I thought that is me. That was me being my authentic self. And I'm going to come out here and I'm going to be like, amazing. The world is amazing. And everybody's going to love me. But I just described earlier as I didn't have that, still didn't have that connection. Although I did know people at my job, everyone at my job knew my first job, they knew that I was transitioning because I transitioned while working there, I felt accepted about that, but there was still another piece of me that I I had to hide. And so when I moved to the next job, they didn't know that I was trans. No one there knew that I was trans. And so I couldn't open up about, I felt like I couldn't open up about that. So when I coach people, I try and help them understand what is it that you're trying to hide? Because it was different things for me. I would just go into different groups and I'd figure out somewhere, some way to hide. What is it? I don't know what, but I'd figure it out. If I'm accepted in this group, I can't be accepted in that group. And so I helped them understand what that is. And a lot of people, surprisingly, the other, the other thing that relates to it is that they ask, well, um, why don't people like me? 
And I'm like, well, honey, 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 I know it's because you don't like yourself. Oh, please. (laughs) But I tell them, I don't tell them like that. We discover we discover it. I discovered that for myself. And we just discover that like, well, there's something about me that I don't want to share. And I'm deathly afraid that if I share that with someone that they're not going to like me, we put ourselves in that little bubble. Yeah, Coach Lee. Uh, first, I want to say power to you for coming to the realization. And, you know, like I can only imagine, like as I was hearing your answer, like especially in this capitalistic society you know united states westernized culture you know to Mm -hmm. to be a trans you know and and being comfortable with opening up and sharing that like that must have been like a huge challenge for you you know because the how our society views like transgenders as i know it's like a very like uh, up until like recently Mm -hmm. you know like more people have been talking about it but that's been something that has been suppressed for years and oh yeah so like i can only imagine like from your perspective how like hard that must have been to open up for you yeah you know i was always afraid of how people would view me i was always afraid of that and it's becoming less and less as i get older but throughout the times like i know being trans is it's safer to do that these days than maybe even 10 years ago. It's safer to be like, I'm trans because people understand a lot more. And being 1% of the population and being an other uh, somehow being, I think, as I said, there's a reason that I didn't like myself. And I think that's just a number of reasons why people wouldn't like me just randomly a random stranger would just not like me because they know that I'm trans. Even want to do harm to me because they know that I'm trans. And that that is scary. So I appreciate you and support with that. Oh, yeah, of course, Coach Lee, again, and, and keep doing like the work that you are doing. You know, you're helping other people get out what, what they're hiding inside of them because it's, again, like it's important, you know, like we all have different perspectives on how we view the world and stuff like that too. And and I just wanted to add that because again, like there's a, there is definitely like a huge amount of people, especially in, in capitalism and in Western culture that would view. And like you said, like even like mm-hmm. harm, like people that are transgender. So that's what I'm saying. Like it really, that's really a huge step. And I, I really wanted to highlight that for you, Coach Lee, because it's, it's, it's important at the end of the day, you know, um, because we all have in this lifetime, you know, we're all supposed to learn things, you know, we're all supposed to grow as people. And for you to overcome, yeah. like to, to really like reach in and understand yourself on a deeper level, that's that's powerful. So I just really wanted to highlight that again, because it's important. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I believe that we all are part of one great consciousness and we all have our own experiences with that. And so I think what the consciousness really wants us to do is to live our truth, is to look at that thing that's scary and that people may hurt us for and say, I am that. Yeah, definitely, Coach Lee. And you're right. Like, you, you're really just you're just embracing like that wall. Like, this is who I am, you know, and people have to accept that at the end of the day. And as long as you're happy and you feel like your real authentic self, that's what matters, you know, and and power to you again for doing that and taking those steps. 
Um, but just transitioning a little bit, I know we talked a lot about like your journey and stuff. Um, I know you mentioned a little bit about like your coaching and stuff, like how you help people really like find like their real authentic self. Uh, my next question just for you, similar to how we've been talking, like let's say someone is just starting in their journey and you know, like they're struggling with finding themselves or even like they're losing their eye, they're losing themselves a little bit. What's some advice that you would get that you would give to them so that way they can get over that hurdle? Well, struggling to find themselves is if what, well, I would say, first of all, is that it's normal and it's natural, right? That is uh, something that we all go through this discovery, self-discovery, and it's not easy. It's a struggle. We don't really know all the answers to who we are, what we want, and how we're going to get it in life. We just kind of go on about our lives and we have these instances events that we form emotional opinions or we have an emotional response to. And then this is what I think, this is how I think we, we get our sense of self is we go and we, we have events, we have experiences, and we have an emotional response to those experiences. We're like, boom, wow. Ah, I like it. I don't like it. I, I have joy from this. I'm afraid of it. I'm surprised by it. We have an event we have an emotional response, and then we log that into our brains. We log that into our bodies. We log that and we say, this is how, this is, we have a thought about it. We, this is what I want in my life. This is what I don't want in my life, or this is what I kind of can negotiate having in my life. So what I tell my clients is, is about working the, the three ends, the needs, negotiables, and nevers. So if we're looking for self-discovery, remember that, boom, it's something that we're all going through. It's not easy. You're going to struggle. Expect that. Once you push that idea out of the way, you know that that is true. You were going to struggle. And you can focus on your experiences that you have had. So your experiences, your emotional response is being mindful of what you feel and what event. Being mindful of that and then setting your boundaries to it to define who you are. So I know I, I say boundaries you may hear it and think, oh, that's bound. Boundaries is a bad word. It means no. It means setting limits. Not necessarily. Boundaries are more like affirmations for you. They affirm who you are and what you want. So instead of saying no, no, no to everything, what is it that you had an emotional response that's joyous to and you're going to say yes to? That's also a definition of who you are. I like ice cream. Boom. That's a definition of who I am. It's a boundary. It's a preference. And you can always this is how you'll make a connection with people. You can share that with another person. The self-discovery, understanding what it is that you want, also knowing what you don't want, but more so understanding what you do want so that you can express it to other people so that you can live in your truth and so that you can make genuine connections with others. I completely agree, Coach Lee. And boundary setting is so vital and so important. You like not, and when people think of boundary setting, like you mentioned, like it doesn't always have to be stuff I don't like. It's even stuff that you do like. Like when you, like you said, like when you set a boundary, like you are understanding yourself more. You're showing, like, hey, like, like you said, like I like ice cream. This is what I like, and I'm comfortable with sharing mm -hmm. that with you. You know, like the more boundaries you set, the more things you're realizing that you like and what you don't like. The more you're learning about yourself. Yes, absolutely. And if I could just add a little more onto that, I did mention the three N net the framework, but I don't think I, I fully jumped into it. Like you're saying that the needs, 
are these are specific actions and behaviors that you find desirable in your life. You say yes to these because you want to see them. If you don't, then if you don't see those, then you disconnect with people. All right. And then there's negotiables. You can kind of think, well, you've had an emotional response to it, but eh, I can use, I can take it or leave it. It's not a big, big, big deal. And then finally, there are your nevers. These are specific actions and behaviors. And I cannot underscore specific actions and behaviors enough to, to reiterate that these are actions and behaviors that you never want to see in your life. And I say those action behaviors because you don't just want to have an emotional response to a situation and then push the whole, whole thing away. Oh, you're afraid. Why are you afraid? What happened in your, what happened in the space that made you afraid? I don't know. I just feel afraid and you just run away. And, and you, you don't really get a chance to understand how you interact with things in the world because now you're afraid. And it feels like you're afraid of all the time of everything. And you don't get to have this self-discovery that many people want. Yeah. I, and, and again, Coach Lee, like I, I agree, like these, as, as I was hearing your answer about like, like these, like nevers, you know, like, like if someone ever were to do this to me, like, obviously, like, this is like my no, no boundaries. That's why I like to call them. It's just like no, no boundaries where it's like, <laughs> like, this is my limit. Like, hey, if you do this, we are not going to be talking anymore. Like this is because this is like a no, no boundary for me. So as I was hearing, that, I was like, yeah, like this is definitely something yeah. that I'm that I'm feeling and stuff. Um, but I think this is the perfect transition because we all know that to be our real authentic selves, we really need to do a lot of like emotional work within ourselves, you know. Um, but in relationships, there's a lot of problems in relationships because of that, you know, people are not realizing what their no, no boundaries are, or they're like, they're never limits there. And their partner does that. And then they react a certain way without, without like realizing why are they really reacting this way? And this leads me right to my first question, coach Lee. So I know when it comes to relationships, what are some like common themes that you have seen so far through the people you've interacted with? Like, why do you think relationships fail so many times? Well, you summed it up. <laughs> you you gave the answer, then asked the question. <laughs> I'm just joking, but honestly, honestly, I still have my own answer. That's why you shared. You asked the question. I'm sure, because you know, I, I have to just go with your answer. I, I honestly do, Josh. I do. I really liked your answer so much that I'm going to go with it and say that most people just don't know what their boundaries are. They don't know how to communicate them. I know that was a theme for me in my own relationships. And I'm definitely, I was definitely unsure about what I really wanted. And when I heard about boundaries, I didn't really know how to use them or how to put them into play. Like, for example, um, the boundary of saying no to my partner while I was early thirties and I had the job that woke me up at five in the morning. I didn't get home till like 5 PM, 5 30, something like that. And I asked my partner at the time, don't come visit me until I've had at least an hour or so to myself. And sure enough, one day she showed up at like, right as I was getting home. And I was like, I know that I told you, I didn't want you to come over until later. And she was like, but I know, I just really wanted to see you. I just really, and I was like, Oh, wow, you like me a lot. That's so great. You like me. And I thought, well, if, if they like me that much and they're happy about this, so what if I'm uncomfortable? So what? That's okay. Um, 
I need my relationship to work. And this is one of the things that I need to do to work to make it work because they're happy. I'll be happy. And later on that morphed into them coming over more often and me having less and less and less time to myself. And then our relationship fell apart because I was frustrated and angry all the time. And they were unhappy because they weren't getting their needs met. And it was just that I wasn't communicating them, wasn't communicating my needs. So I, I feel like I let them hit this no-no boundary, right? And they bumped right against to it. I actually spoke it, told them, hey, this is a no-no boundary. I spoke it. They bumped right against to it. They, they ran over it. And I'm angry and frustrated. Like, you're running over my boundary, but I'm not saying it. Instead, I'm being passive and I'm fighting about things that don't really matter except for that one boundary. So communicating that boundary and learning how to actually uh, keep it, keep the boundary is one of those things that, that stops people from making these uh, healthy relationships. And then again, so, so not knowing what, so let's, I think I gave an example of me knowing what my boundary was, but if, but many times I, I just didn't know what the boundary was. I didn't know what it was. I just got upset and angry and I couldn't tell them why. And that is something that would just drive anybody crazy because holy moly, I'm your partner and I'm trying to make it work with you. I'm trying to give you what you need to the best of my ability, but you can't tell me what you need. Oh, what am I going to do? Were you mad at me? I, I, what? I cannot win. We are doomed to fail. So <laughs> I think that is a big, those are the big two things. Yeah, Coach Lee, just to add to what you said, I mean, I've had problems in many of my relationships because of the same thing. Like mm -hmm. I would, like I, I realized that I feel like we're definitely very similar. Like I need some me time throughout the day. Like it's not, it's nothing personal to like the people that I have dated and, and I'm currently in a relationship with my girlfriend now. Like it's nothing personal. It's just something that I need. And that was a boundary that I needed to learn how to communicate and clearly and clearly communicate it and stick with it with my relationships because what would happen is mm -hmm. they would come over a little bit earlier similar to you and i was just like yeah like it's okay oh like this person really wants to spend time with me like yeah. all right come on over <laughs> and then eventually it just builds up like a giant snowball and mm -hmm. now you're starting to get angry over little things and you're just like dang if i just would have like really focused on like that need like hey like i need to have some space especially after a long day of work like i need some me time a little bit all you had to do was communicate that in your relationship. <laughs> I know my relationship would have been completely fine, you know? So that's just a small example. I just wanted, I wanted to point that out too, that I have also yeah. <laughs> experienced a lot yeah, of similar stuff heck too. Yeah. Coach I mean, I'm glad that you're not leaving me alone out here with that because, <laughs> I mean, we just experience it so much. We're, we just like, we make these little compromises and it is not a negotiable. It is a need mm -hmm. and your relationship, it'll do us better to, to, to look at boundaries as more of a yes to myself. If I'm not, what is, I can't pour from an empty cup, right? If I'm not feeling, fulfilling myself, then I can't give you anything. Yeah, definitely, Coach Lee. And, and I, I completely agree. You know, we all have cups, you know, and it's up to us to make sure our cups stay filled, you know? And if yes. we don't have the energy, then it just spills and pours all over the, and all of our relationships and stuff. Um, but just try, just continuing our conversation with relationships, I know we talked a lot about boundary setting, which has been great. Um, when it comes to like qualities you look for, I always ask my guests that come on this 
So like when it comes to like friendships or even like a romantic partner, what are some qualities that you really look for in the people you want to bring into your circle? Wow. Well, I look for people who really have a great sense of themselves and they're more curious than anything. So I appreciate curiosity. Most of all, I'll say that because curiosity is one of those superpowers that helps you connect with people more. It stops you from making judgments against people. Instead, you express genuine curiosity. Like, so I would le- I'd be less embarrassed to do something or try something new with a curious friend. I'd, I'd be less embarrassed to express something that I wanted to do that was completely off the wall to a less curious for to a, to a friend who is curious because my curious friend will start asking me questions about um, things that I may not have thought of about this experience. experience. They may ask me questions that make them make me feel interested, like they're interested in me, which is something that I want and not judgmental about it. Like, why are you doing that? Is that, that don't you know these things can hurt you? Those are kind of questions that I feel like most curious people don't ask. There's something else underneath those kind of questions. Curious question would be something like, wow, I didn't know that you're interested in that. Can you tell me more about what inspired you to do that? I'm looking for that. I I feel it's more uplifting. It feels more like they're helping me with my own self-discovery. Curious people are definitely at the the top of my list. And I think a lot of curious people play board games. I think a lot of curious people like puzzles and, and things like that. They like to learn new things. Yeah, I I, 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 I could agree with that statement, Coach Lee, because, I mean, in order to play a board game, you know, to do escape rooms, you got to be curious. You got to be able to ask questions, you know, and mm-hmm. and I definitely think asking questions without judgment is a key, is, is, is an important thing as well, because we all have different perspectives and how we view things, you know, and everybody's going to operate differently than how you operate. So instead of yeah. judging the person, you know, why don't you ask curious questions? Like you said, I, I, I think that's, that, that's a great quality to have in your circle because yeah. again, yeah, it helps and you out, realize more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And another another uh, one that I just thought of about curious people is that they really do have their strong sense of self because they are not threatened essentially by the fact that you're trying something new. I feel like that's where when curiosity comes, when you're just like, whatever they're doing is not about me. I don't need to be upset about it. Like if you're if you're uh, if you have issues with the LGBTQ IA plus community, like I'm part of that. Right. And if you are secure in who you are and you're not bothered by that, that community, like others may be, then you would probably just want to be curious about, you know, what was your transition like and make me feel like more comfortable and supported. And so that's another thing that I, that I think about, um, curious people. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Coach Lee, again, it's, it's like, when when you are curious, you know, you want to learn, learn more things you you have, like you said, like that a better sense of yourself because it's not about you, you know, like you're learning more mm-hmm. about like the other person. And I, and I yeah. think that's really that's really important to have. 
Um, my last question when it comes to relationships, this one's a less serious one. I always ask my guests this. Um, so the question pretty much is, so let's say you're on a first date with someone and it's like a turnoff question. So like, what are some turnoffs that you have? Um, a, a, as you think about your answer, um, I always like to share and disclose this to all my guests that come on. Um, before I met my current girlfriend, I would, I would have a little test. I'm um, on the first date, so I would hand whoever I was on a date with the aux cord, and depending on what they played was like my little test because music is very like big for me. Like we got a vibe music like musically, or else I don't see the relationship really continuing. Um, so mm -hmm. for you, Coach Lee, do you have any like secret test, or do you have like any like what are some turnoffs that you have where you would not have a second date? <laughs> Wow. A secret test. All right. I like the secret <laughs> test. Yes, I do. And I recommend that everybody has one. Josh, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. I, I, I like that a lot. I, I think my, my secret test though is around boundaries because I've had such weak ones for my entire life. So I would set a boundary, a small one and say like, I can't do this. I was like a, it's like a, um, I'm not available at this time or I, something like that, uh, or I don't want this or express something that I don't like express something that may not connect with them. It may not be pleasing to them and just see how they behave, just see how they behave. If they're like, rah, rah, well, well, whatever, whatever, if they, they shy away, then I would be like kind of curious about why they would shy away. But it, but then I would indicate to me that um, maybe they they won't assert their own feelings and I'd be kind of cautious or if they really do want to assert themselves or be aggressive about their feelings, I'd be like, well, no, I'm not not interested in, in that. I don't want to deal with that. I just want somebody who understands that when you bump up against the boundary and it's small, it's tiny. It's like I can't meet right now or I can't meet the next date or whatever we can make another plan not to jerk them around or anything, but just to kind of see how is it, how do you react to not getting exactly your way? Are you going to, are you going to force it on me? So that's what I look for. It's not quite as nice as your auxiliary test. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like that coach Lee. I like that a lot. I definitely think a lot of people need to do that. Um, Cause it's a good, because telling someone no, and how to react like if you were reacting this way to this small little boundary imagine if mm -hmm. something serious were to happen in like down the line if we were in a serious relationship would you handle it the same way would you yell at me or would you talk to me like that you know like how you're behaving now like that that's i think that's a really good little small test to have coach lee and i, I hope people listening to this would be like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take that idea and i'm gonna run with it so i i think that's a good one <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, but overall, I've really enjoyed our conversation. You shared a lot about like your journey and you gave great advice about setting boundaries and even talking about relationships. The last part of our conversation, I really like to add a little astrology to it. Um, and my first question for you is just a simple one. Like, how do you feel about astrology overall? I always like to view it as like a tool in the toolbox. But overall, how do you feel about astrology? Well, um, astrology for me has just been something that's pretty confusing or something that was just like pretty, it's either really complex or it's really, really simple. So I'm confused by it. It's either, you know, in the newspaper, you've got a couple lines of text that could apply to anybody. And there you go. That's what I'm used to. And then there, 
is when you get into, I dated a, a woman who was really into astrology and I was confused by it because there was so much more to it. There's alignments, there's degrees, there's uh, the, the mercury and retrograde. It's something that people just kind of throw out there. So um, confusing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just to add, like, Coach Lee, like, astrology, it definitely can be a lot, um, but I know we talked a little bit in the past, like, when it comes to, like, our charts, like, we all have pretty much what the astrology chart is, it's, like, a natal chart, like, when you're born, you know, like, these are these are how the planets align, so, like, like the stuff that you see in the newspaper, like, you, the, your, your sun sign, obviously, is who you are to your core, so that's all the basic stuff that you see, like, on a newspaper that kind of relates to everybody, um, but it's, like, if you understand like your moon sign and, and your Mercury sign, because Mercury is how you communicate, Venus is like love language. So like there's so many different things in your sign yeah. and it could be each planet is like a different sign for you. So like your sun sign, I know yours is in Aries, you know, but like other parts of your chart will be completely different. So that's probably why sometimes you're like, this is kind of very similar, you know? And so like my point is like astrology, it definitely can be very overwhelming in the beginning. Um, but I always like to say, like, it's another tool in the toolbox to help us understand ourselves because we are all trying to understand ourselves, you know, at the end of the day, which mm -hmm. is important. Um, but to wrap everything up, uh, there's a website called thehoroscope.co and uh, a bunch of women, they teamed up and they do little readings and it's based off of just like your sun and moon sign. So your moon sign is how you process things emotionally. And I know for yours, Coach Lee, because I know we did your chart a little a little while back. Um, you're you're an Aries sun with a Scorpio moon, and I think you're gonna like this reading because as I was hearing some of your answers, like it kind of, I was like, oh, like this this same word makes sense. So for you, um, Coach Lee, you're an Aries sun with a Scorpio moon. So it says a secretive personality, confident and bold. The Aries sun Scorpio moon personality is one of a kind and will not follow what everyone else is doing. Positives for your sun and moon um, combination. Very mysterious at times and very irresistible. Negatives can be a little bit cold and distant sometimes. Perfect partner, someone who will be honest and straightforward with them. Word of advice, they need to be careful about their obsessions, especially those they exhibit in love. So as I, so as I give you a little reading based off of the horoscope.co, mm -hmm. what are some thoughts that come to mind? <laughs> like, wow. Okay, that is really interesting because... Um, I, one thing that just, I just grabbed onto was the obsessions, especially with love. And it's just like, you know, there are plenty of times where I will obsess over, over something and I'll just continue to do it. That one thing, no matter what it is. So I'm talking about like me eating food, just one food every day for several days in a row. That's all I'm going to eat. And that's how I operate sometimes. And their tasks or their, there are like things that I will like a people binge watch TV shows. Sure. I'll binge watch an entire series easily. No problem. <laughs> things like that. And wow. I'm just really kind of surprised by that, but also, um, uh, very secretive and one of a kind, like I'm pretty flattered by that. I guess maybe my gender can be a secret, to people because I don't just go ahead and reveal that. Although it's posted on my website, I'm open about it. But if you look at me, you won't know until I told you, until I tell you. So yeah, really cool reading. Thank you. 
Oh, of course, Coach Lee. And, and once we're done recording, I can send you a bunch of more links as well because I know, I know you should have your chart with you too. And if you have any questions, I can always help you out and stuff. Um, but like, like I said, like all this websites and stuff, it's all really cool. You know, it gives you a little more, just like a little bit of how to help you understand yourself. Um, yeah. But I just wanted to add before like we wrap everything up, like there's also like a like two other different charts because astrology can be a lot. Like this one is just like the chart where you were born, but like through life, there's a there's a different chart called like side real astrology. So as you grow and as you change, parts of your chart change too. So mm-hmm. like that's probably why like you know like this because this is a chart where like how you acted when you were born and how you were you know like like how you were younger. So maybe as you got older, you know, and parts of your chart change. So if you're interested in that, I can always send you a bunch of links too. But um, I just wanted yeah. to add that too, because astrology, there's a lot of different charts and stuff, and there's a lot to it. <laughs> as you say that, I'm thinking about how astrology is basically some kind of math. I would say it's math. And like, well, what, what I see in the newspapers is something like elementary school, two plus two is four. Pretty easy to understand. <laughs> and it's out there. But then we're, we're here doing calculus three here with what you're talking about. It's like, there's more. <laughs> based on your age oh shoot well wow yeah definitely interested in learning more yeah definitely and uh coach lee i I will say overall i've really enjoyed our conversation and thank you for sharing everything that like your journey and everything that you've gone through and stuff and what you continue to do today um where can everybody check out your work and where can everybody check out where like your coaching is and all that stuff Thank you so much, Josh. I really had a great conversation with you as well. And everyone, you can find me at PatternsOfPossibility.com. There you can find a free course, Understanding Connections. And you can find a free 10 tips to making um, meaningful conversation. Again, that's at PatternsOfPossibility.com slash more possibility. And then I'm also on social media. Anywhere you have social media, you can find me at Patterns of Possibility. Perfect. And, and all those links, again, will be in the show description. So you guys can check out all of Lee, of Coach Lee's work and all that fun stuff. Um, but Coach Lee, again, like I said, I've had a great time. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. And please stay safe. All right. Thank you, Josh. You as well. <laughs>